0: I love the fact that uh, I'm watching Mariah, how much she's loving her Thursday night group and to know that it happened because she met some girls at the paint night. That's so awesome. So just do that, right? That happened, that didn't happen in this hour. That happened out there. Parents, 167 hours of parenting (laughs) happens out there. Man, get your kid in here. Let us pray for you and for them and let God dedicate them. And let's keep touching the world in tangible ways. This so is what we're looking at, you guys, this 167. So just so you know, we're starting a series um, today, and we decide, well, man, if we want to figure out how to be a church that's actually engaged in the world, 167 hours, and not one that just, that meets for an hour, we thought, well, then let's go see how the church was created. <laughs> What happened when the Holy Spirit started the church? And so we're going to be looking in the book of Acts, which is kind of cool, because if you've been with us all year, we've been in Luke, right? We've been going through this, the, the author Luke, who's telling us about Jesus. And then Luke was like, after Jesus rose and then ascended into heaven, he's like, I got to the story kept going. <laughs> and so Luke is actually the author of Acts. And so we're just going to keep following him and we're going to be looking at the church. But um, before I dive into that today, I have one other uh, quick announcement. Um... This last year, our our board was looking at our bylaws. Every church has bylaws, you have to have them. They're the documents that explain how the church is governed. And uh, what we realized is our original bylaws actually came from the church that planted us 19 years ago. And so when we looked at them, we realized there were some things that need to be tweaked to match how we truly actually function as a church. And so uh, when we went through the process, um, I just want to let you, re- let you know that we're actually going to reinstate membership at K2. Now, we originally did membership, and we called it the crash, right? And if you were a part of the crash, and you've just continued to stay engaged and invested in the church, just know you're going to be receiving an invitation uh, this week just to confirm your desire to, to be a member at K2, but we also know in the last few years, others of you have jumped into K2 and you've invested your time. You've, you've gotten involved relationally with people. You've invested in serving on, on teams or you've invested financially and you're going to receive that information as well. And then um, I've actually had conversations. I had some people come up to me a few weeks ago, hey man, how do you become a member here? And I'm like, funny, you should ask. And so if, if you're new and you're interested in, in, in that possibility of becoming a member uh, at K2, we're actually gonna have a, a meeting, a membership meeting, two weeks uh, f- from today, on May 14th, immediately following the service, okay? So I'd love to engage with you afterwards and just kind of tell you uh, what that means and what that entails. But I wanna be super clear about something, Um, and we've been saying this from from day one, that anyone, this this is super important, anyone who's made a decision of faith in Jesus Christ, you're already a member of the church, okay? Anybody who's made that decision is part of the church. You're gonna gonna see that here later today. Uh, And you can absolutely be a part of of the church without being a member of K2. And you can be fully engaged here at K2 without being a member. (laughs) You know, it, it, it's not about the membership, but there are two main reasons that we're doing this, um, that we're actually doing official membership. Um, there are things that the membership gets to vote on, such as the approval of a budget, or if we're gonna put uh, new board members in the future, or these new bylaws. You get to look at them and you get to approve those. And so anybody who gets to vote on that, we just wanna make sure they're people who are actually invested in the church, who are actually saying, yeah, we like that. So that's one reason that you do it because you have to have these bylaws in place. But the other good thing I think is this, is I think it helps every one of us say, this is the local body that I'm gonna live out my faith in Christ with. These are the people that I will pour my life into and who will pour into me. And can I just say, wow, what a week this has been for me. I just, I can't even, I, I, yeah, I could make the whole rest of the service telling you about my week. How grateful I am that I don't go through that alone. Like I need people pouring into me as much as I pour into others. And so do you. And so I think that's the other thing that's really important. And as a leadership, it also helpful in knowing if you say, yes, this is my church, that we're together. (laughs) And we're going to talk a lot about that today. We're together in mission. We're together in vision, in the values and in how we're gonna to grow together and becoming more like Jesus. So just wanted to let you know we're doing that again. Those of you who are already invested, you're totally engaged, look for an invitation. All you're gonna to have to do is just reply right back on, on the email, It'll be, it's gonna be super simple. And then if you're new and you're interested, join us in a couple of weeks. All right, there you go. Yes, <laughs> cool. Lord Jesus, uh, as I read your word now, I just know, God, sometimes I, I, sometimes I read your word or I hear it, but I actually hear you. That's my prayer today. God, take these words of yours and in the name of Jesus, speak to each one of us in this place. Open the eyes of our heart, God. Help us to see what reality is. Help us to see the goodness of who you are and the life that you call us to. A life, God, that if we will engage with, we will be so full and so free. But we will also be used by you to bring blessing to the world. And more and more people will get to know you. So God, have your way with us in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Acts chapter two, verse 42 through 47. This is the classic passage on what the church looked like when the Holy Spirit filled a group of people. So if you're a pastor, you really know this passage because everybody's like, this is what we want the church to be like, (laughs) okay? So let's read this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. You know, um, when, when Jesus, at the very beginning of Acts chapter one, verse eight, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And he says, and you will be my witnesses. He, he didn't say, go, you, go witness. He said, you will be. <laughs> when my spirit actually fills you up, you will live in such a way that people are going to get to know you because the spirit, my spirit's in you. <laughs> God is living inside of us. And so, in, in part of the power the, the Holy Spirit fills us up in is this creation of the church. And so today, what I want to talk about, if we're going to live 167, and if we're going to actually live a life out in the world that brings the kingdom of God into this place, there is a power in fellowship. Okay? That's where we're going today. Power in fellowship. So, a few key words in the, in the verse I just read. One was, they were devoted. When the Spirit of God fills a person, the person becomes devoted. It's a compound word in the Greek that means strong toward. It means strong toward. It's, it's unremitting care and profound dedication. I looked up the English definition of the word. It's love, loyalty, and enthusiasm for a purpose, activity, or a cause. This weekend is the NFL Draft. I love and am loyal and am enthusiastic about the Detroit Lions. You all know that. So I'm like, all weekend long, I'm like, let's see who they got. You know, you know why? You know, because I'm devoted, man. 57 years of pain. That's devotion. The word, this is very interesting to me. It means to adhere to. It means literally so strong towards something, right? that, That they come together and you're glued to it. And what the scripture tells us is when the Holy Spirit fills people, we become devoted. We become loyal. We become, we love and we're enthusiastic about what? Fellowship. Now, that's a weird word, right? Do you ever hear the word fellowship anywhere but in church? Right? And I mean, we always laugh about it because it's fellow. I grew up with a fellowship hall. That means donuts and coffee is what fellowship is. Here's here's what the scripture says. You are devoted to fellowship, and fellowship means to share which one has in anything. It's participation. So in other words, so when when it deals with people, it means you share your life with others. And when Jesus died and rose again, he said, you're gonna receive power to adhere to other believers. You are going to be absolutely devoted. You're going to love each other because that's what Jesus told us to do, right? Love each other. That's my one command. You are going to be loyal to each other. You are going to be strong toward one another. And that power, creating that type of group of people is actually going to be my witness to the world. This is what happens to us. A witness of the Spirit is the power of God to be devoted to sharing my life with other people. And then how are we supposed to share it? That word together, you know, I, I kind of caught you. It's, it's three times in this one little section. All the believers were together. Every day they continued to meet, say it, together. They broke bread and they ate. Yes. How? Together. Together. This is the church, you guys. That doesn't happen in one hour. It's part of it. See, so what you see here is the real church is devoted to the public gathering. (laughs) Every day, you guys, come on, we're just asking one a week. Every day they continued to meet in the temple courts. They were devoted to being together. And then they were devoted to being in each other's homes. That's 167, man. You can't actually be the church unless we're being devoted and adhering to each other in love and in devotion and loyalty. And God says, I'm gonna create a community like that and it'll be so unique and so different. The rest of the world will finally know who I am. So let me just ask you a question or if you're watching here online, how many of you, don't, don't, don't raise your hands because we all do. Okay, everybody raise your hand and then put it down. okay. <laughs> Why do we struggle with this? Why do we struggle? I'd, like, I'd actually like for you to think about that for a second. Why, as a follower of Jesus, well, I'm just talking to Christians here today. As a follower of Jesus, why do we struggle to be devoted to gather together? And if you, if you struggle with that, I'm actually, I want you to think about I want you to, because you know, I don't know why you do, but if you do, why? Okay. And then if you actually are devoted to gathering here, but you're, ne- you're struggling to actually be gathered in each other's homes, if you're not adhering to anybody in the church and you're devoted to them, you love them and you're loyal to them, You pour into them and they pour into you. If you only go to church but aren't doing this devotion that Jesus said would happen when his spirit got inside of you. You just have to answer that question. Why do you struggle to be devoted to each other? Now let's go on. I was singing about this and I'm like, like, why, why do we do this? Why, why do I do it? It's because it's my job. And so come on, a little more laughter on that one. Um, and why don't we do this? And, and it, because here's what I know. Almost everybody who's a Christian goes, I know I should go to church. Jesus didn't say you should. He said you will. He said, you will be filled with my power. So why do we get to this point where we feel like we should? (laughs) And so I thought, the first thing I think of is I think it's actually an identity issue. I think it's an identity identity issue. We don't actually know who we are. I talked about this last week. Like we think church is something you go to, and it's not, the church is something you are, okay? So a couple of just fun little examples. Just uh, we'll play around here a little bit. All right, what is this? It's a mixer. That's what it is. What does it do? Yeah. It doesn't work. All right, yeah, that was, I didn't even know that that did that. I just found a new function in my, in my, oh, this is so cool. I hope you guys find out something new about the church like I just did about this mixer very cool. All right. All right. What's this guy? Okay. He's a weed whacker. And what does he do? Max weeds. I like it. This is what it is. And so now we know what it does. Okay. You are the church. One first Corinthians 1427. You are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. That's who you are. And then, if that's who I am, then what do I do? And Ephesians 4.16 says this, from Jesus, the whole body, which you're a part of, is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Can I, can I just ask you, are you joined and held together? And you might say, no, I'm not. Why should I be? Because you are the body of Christ. I don't really wanna to have to try to tell the parts of my body, hey, would you stay together? <laughs> That'd be a little disgusting. If my body just didn't want to hang together, you're supposed to be joined and held together. And I want to tell you when life hits you hard, you're going to hope and wish that you were joined and held together by a supporting ligament. Hey, but if you're doing okay, you are the supporting ligament. Who are you supporting? and joined and held together, so that when they go through their hard thing in life, you're filled with the Spirit of God and with Jesus living inside of you, and you love and you serve. So we're joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It grows and builds itself up in love, love, as each part does its work. Each part. This is what it is to be filled with the Spirit of God. The church is the body of Christ. So it's not something you go to. It's something you are. Now, let's unpack this more. So in Ephesians chapter 3, great explanation. It says, I pray. So here's our prayer. Like, I actually pray this all the time for myself. I pray it for you. I pray it for K2. Here's Paul's prayer. I pray that you... Being rooted and established in love. Okay? So the first thing is me deepening my my own experience in the love of God. So you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, which Jesus has said is what you would have, that you would have power. What's the word? Together. Together with all of the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of god how's that sound can i just ask you how many of you would say you'd go out to your 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 neighbor or whatever or, or anybody and go I'm experiencing the whole measure of the fullness of God. <laughs> so you're, I didn't even expect to get that much laughter. Like it, see that response right there goes, "What?" Like it just shows we don't even expect that. What happened? <laughs> that, that, that that idea is actually laughable. And yet the Bible is telling you you can. Jesus died so you could reach the whole measure of the fullness of God. That's phenomenal. But here's what's important to understand. You can not experience that alone. How did he pray? I pray that you may have power together with everybody else to know the love of God. Why? Because the love of God, it's always like received and given. He says, You can never experience the fullness of the love of God unless you receive it and give it. He goes, In fact, you can say you love me, but if you don't love your brothers and sisters, you're a liar. First John says that. He's kind of you know, timid and, you know, with what he says. It just comes point blank out and say, you can't love God who you haven't seen and not love your brother who you've seen. So when he says, be rooted and established in love, and I'm praying that you would experience, because when he says, so that you might know this love, it doesn't mean head knowledge, right? We all know that. Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible told me so. That's gnosis, that's head knowledge. Experiencing to know this love that surpasses knowledge means I'm experiencing the love of God. I just don't know about it. And one of the main ways we experience the love of God is through each other. That's how it happens. Man, this is amazing stuff. And then he goes on and he says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more. And I'm sorry, I might have got a little intense there. I think that's why we laughed at that because we just don't think that can happen. We, it is, but I'm telling you, come on, man. Oh, can you imagine actually being the church on earth and not waiting to get to heaven to finally experience it? He gave us the power of the Holy Spirit so we could experience it now. So to him, who is able, which means what? He can do it. He is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power. There it is again. It's his power at work within us. Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses. And one of my witnesses of the power of the Holy Spirit is you will be one. You will love each other because I'm inside you and I love you. This is the new community. This is our witness, you guys, to the world. And I was, Susie asked me, she, we were talking about this, and she goes, why do we need power to do this? Isn't that funny? Like, I don't need power to be devoted to the lions. I, 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 don't, I don't need to be devoted to, uh, or power, I'm sorry, to be, devoted, to be devoted to having popcorn every night when Susie and I watch our, our, our show. I'm pretty <laughs> devoted to that. You know, we don't need power to do what we like. And we don't need power to do what we wanna do. But I wanna tell you, man, these last two weeks, the number of relationships that I've been engaged with that are struggling, then you realize, wow, I need power. Personally, being so exposed with the challenges in my own inability to love. And I just have to wake up almost every morning No, not almost every morning and just go, Jesus, I need your power to love. And then look what he says to him in verse 21, to Jesus, to God. I'm sorry. Be glory. Where? Let's say it. Is it in there? Uh, It's not in there. Uh, Oh, there it is. It's the third line, third line down to God. Be glory. Where? Can I just ask you, how many people who don't, who, who don't believe in, in Jesus are, are, are just going, oh my gosh, look at the glory of the church. <laughs> now that we can laugh at. You should have laughed even harder at that one. <laughs> Most people in the world are going, what a stupid thing. Why would I want to be a part of a place where if I show up, I'm just going to get judged and nobody's going to really love me or I'm going to be ignored. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, people are like, and God is saying no to To him be glory in us. You guys, this is it. Well, how in the world, how in the world is the church gonna show the glory of God? We're gonna be devoted to one another. I'm gonna say you are more important. I'm not missing being with you. And I will get outside in these 167s and I will find some people and I'm gonna engage with you. I'm gonna love you. And you're gonna love me. I'm gonna care about you. You're gonna care about me. We're gonna share life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is inside of me, man. And I can't be filled with the spirit of Jesus and just go to church. I can't because the spirit filled me with power to be a witness to the world of the love of God, man. So Paul goes on and he says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you, you guys, I urge you live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. If you're a follower of Jesus, you've received a calling. And there's lots of things, but I can tell you right now, part of your calling and my calling is to be devoted to the body of Christ, to be devoted to each other, to adhere to one another. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Be what you are. This is what you are, the body of Christ. And so let's do it. And then he goes on in verse two. Well, what do I do? Now that I'm the body of Christ, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Can I ask you, how many of us here, how many of us watching online, how many of us make every effort to keep The unity of the spirit. Through the what? The bond, the glue, the adherence. This is, and he says, now why are you going to do that? Because this is your calling. Make every effort to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. And our calling is to show the world Jesus Christ, to be the body of Christ, the visible representation of Jesus to the world. How do we do that? We love each other. We love each other and we're devoted to each other. Man, it's the spirit, you guys, who unifies. Did you notice how it says? Keep the unity of the spirit. The spirit inside of us has made us one. We actually need to make the effort to keep it. He brings us together. He adheres us to one another. So we actually have to be saying no to the spirit. We actually have to say no to the spirit of God to not be devoted to one another. Okay, so make every effort. Why? Because it's who you are. Make every effort. Why? Because Jesus made, he goes, I got one command, y'all. Here's my command. Love each other the way I love you. How did Jesus love us? He laid down his life for us. Who in the church do you lay your life down for? That's the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And then why make every effort? Look at this. Oh, it just keeps getting, it's just so good. (laughs) Jesus says to the Father in his last prayer, I have given them, because he says earlier, I'm praying now for those who will believe, that's us. And what's he say? I have given them, that's us, the glory that you gave me. What? The glory that the Father gave Jesus? Jesus is saying, and I've given it to you. Believer in Jesus, follower of Jesus today, do you know who you are? You are a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Inside of you, the mystery kept hidden for ages is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Spirit's in you to do this. Why did he do it? That they, that we may be one, that they may be one as we are one, Jesus says, I in them. So he's in us and the father in Jesus. And then he says, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. I tell you, one of the biggest challenges for me is sometimes when I talk about this or I talk to people about this, it feels weird, right? Because I'm the pastor and I'm like, you really should be devoted to each other. You really should come to church. And if, if that's just lame, but this isn't lame. If we're not devoted to one another, the world will not know that Jesus came from the Father. And then I want to rise up and just go, you better take me off the stage before I say something I shouldn't say. (laughs) Because I want the world, did anybody else want the world to know? (laughs) Then let's be devoted to one another. Let's not let anything else be more important than the calling that we have received from Jesus. And let's be filled with the Spirit. Okay, so I need to say this and I'm gonna say it as gently and as clearly as I can. If you don't do this, somehow, the power of the Spirit is not functioning in your life. I don't know how else to read this. You will receive power. Jesus says, you will be my witnesses. I've given you the Holy Spirit. You're gonna love each other like no one else. You're gonna be devoted to one another. You're gonna be adhered to each other. So if that's not what's going on with your life, then somehow the Spirit isn't functioning. I'm not saying you're not a believer. It's just you're not, there's a feeling, a continual feeling that has to happen with the Spirit. If the Spirit is in you, His power will unite you together with others in devotion. You know, I was thinking of this, this weed whacker and I messed up my illustration a little bit. But like, if this is us, if this is you, if this is the church and the father's up here going, man, I'm ready to go do some work in the world. <laughs> and nothing is right. Well, I'm the church, right? <laughs> I am a weed walker. How come it's not doing anything? Why isn't it? You stole my illustration. Um, no, but, but, but we all know that. But God wants to use K2, the church, you guys. And he wants to go out into the darkness with the love of God filled with our spirit, into our spirit. And yes, so somehow the Holy Spirit has got to be filling us up. And then when he does, right? Now, bring it. And I believe with all my heart, God loves the world and he wants every person to know him. And his plan, I told you last week, was he said, you're my ambassadors, you're it. I don't have another plan. The church is the glory to the world. So what's our application today? The first thing is, every time you hear the word of God, (laughs) he says it's like a double-edged sword. So you hear it, and it goes right to your core. And what a double-edged sword does, it goes, it separates it. So now all of a sudden you go, oh, this was what I thought, and here's what God says. So the first thing that has to happen when you hear this is you just go, you have, you have a chance, you have a choice to agree. Do you agree with what God says, with what Jesus said? Do you agree that when you received the Spirit of God, when you became a Christian, you were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to be his witness? And what the Holy Spirit does is adhere you to one another in love. You will be devoted to each other. So that's the first thing I, 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 so, and then the second thing is once that happens, then you have a chance, you have a choice and you, you get to change or not. The word in the Bible is repent, and the, but the word repent, all it means is change your mind. So I just say, if you came in tonight thinking it was okay to just, as a Christian, by the way, if you're not a follower of Jesus, then man, you could just attend all you want. Seriously, we want to create safe places for you just to be here. But if you're a follower of Jesus and you came in tonight thinking it was okay for you to attend when it's convenient or when, it's, when it, you feel like it, I think I'm hoping now you, you have a chance to change that mindset. Or if you came tonight thinking it's fine for me to go to church and be even devoted to this gathering, but I don't actually have to be in relationship with anybody here. I don't actually have to love anyone or be devoted to anybody. You have a choice. And repentance is ours, right? Like Jesus says, repentance is yours. It's off. He tells you what's true. And then you have a choice tonight to say, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind. I'm a father of Jesus. I'm filled with the spirit of God. I have power inside of me to love. I'm going to adhere myself. I am gonna be like the church, cause that's what I am. So I'm gonna do what the church does. And that is be devoted to the public gathering and to people. And I'm gonna love them. And so then once you've heard his word and you agree with what he says, and then you realize, I think this is what needs to change. Then the third thing is you just take a, now you have to take a step right? This is always the hard part. Like I always love reading the Bible until it's like, oh crap. (laughs) He's asking me to do something. Hey guys, just remember what Jesus said. The person who hears my word and doesn't put it into practice is a person who builds a house on sand. The struggles of life come, the winds blow, and the house crashes. But the person who hears my word and puts it into practice, who actually does it, is the wise person who builds their house on a rock. The same winds are gonna blow, the storms are gonna come, and you will stand strong. And I wanna tell you, man, in this world, we better be devoted to one another if we're gonna make it. We're gonna need each other. So let's do what he says. So what's your step? I don't know. That's what's cool. I'll give you a couple ideas. Life together is one. I meet every week with our group of people. We love each other. We care for each other. We get close to each other. If you're not doing that, I wanna encourage you. Derek's gonna be in the lobby after the service and he will help you get connected into a group of people. Why would I do that? Well, because you're the church and you're supposed to be joined and held together with every sporting ligament. Another way to get connected is serve. I love what Eric said, 28 people came together and we served together, bond. Yeah, you serve together. And when you do that, you, you build bonds together. So maybe part of your step is like, well, I don't know if I'm ready to get into anybody's living room, but I could join a team and give myself away, right? As each part does its work. That's when we reach the whole measure of the fullness of God. So maybe it's just one step and maybe it's another step to say, you know what? I'm not actually gonna decide whether I go to church or whether I go to my life together group based on if I feel like it or not, (laughs) I'm actually going to be devoted. So the band come on up and what a great worship set. Because remember, I I just want to tell you, here, here, maybe here's the other step for you. You might actually, there might be something else in your life that's actually keeping you from being filled with the spirit of God. Right? Some, sometimes, like, he, like this, in Galatians, it says, since we live by the Spirit, do you hear that? Since you live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. Because I'm gonna tell you this, man, when I'm out of step, when I'm not doing what God asked me to do, I don't, I, I can feel it. I feel selfish. I feel self-absorbed. I feel self-protective. I hesitate instead of move. I think about me more than I think about other people. So part of it is you might just, you this battery pack of the Spirit, He is in you, but you might, maybe you've quenched His fire. The Bible says we can actually quench it. We can grieve the Spirit. So maybe even tonight as we, as we begin our worship, you just need to be able to go, I don't have a, because we don't, you guys, I don't have a chance of loving you, man, unless the Spirit gives me His love for you. You need it in your marriage, you need it in your parenting. Our kids need it to love their parents. We need it. So, man, as we worship, beg God, fill me with your spirit. I want to be a witness. I want your power. I want the world to know that Jesus came. But I need you to do it. All right? So let's stand. And let's sing together.